Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Today marks one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, Ukrainians woke up to their second year of war this morning as the military continued to beat back invading Russian forces in the southeastern region of the country. Missile strikes rained down on the country at dawn a year ago as Russian tanks invaded from the northern border with Belarus towards the capital city of Kiev and from the south. The war destabilized global supply chains and the international order established in many countries since the Second World War, triggering an energy crisis in Europe and famine in Africa. People in Ukraine have lived under constant threat of enemy missiles. Officially, the United Nations estimates at least 7,000 Ukrainian civilians have been killed. However, officials say they believe the real number is much higher than that. People in Ukraine have approached this day with a feeling of trepidation, and in Kyiv, officials say they are trying to avoid having large gatherings, which could be targeted by an air raid. A spokesperson for the Ukrainian Air Forces says the military expects several waves of Russian attacks today to mark the one-year anniversary of the war. In this country, rallies will be held in support of Ukraine. Yeah, from coast to coast, thousands of Canadians are expected to take part today in a series of rallies in support of Ukraine on the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion. Spearheaded by the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, some 40 Stand With Ukraine events are planned for major cities across the country, including here in London. The London Vigil is being held in front of City Hall and will run from 6 p.m. until 7 p.m. this evening. The vigil will include remarks from Ukrainians, Mayor Josh Morgan, and prayers by local religious leaders. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will make an appearance in Toronto and speak to the media about the grim anniversary. He'll be flanked this afternoon by Defence Minister Anita Anand. Uh, Trudeau will also take part in in a vigil later in the day for victims of the war. Yesterday, the Prime Minister said Canada's support for Ukraine will not wither. He noted that the people of Ukraine are not just fighting for themselves, but for the ideals and rules that underpin all democracies. Let's talk about the storm, because the ice storm has come and gone, but there are many people in southwestern Ontario still without power this morning. Yeah, Hydro One says a number of residents near Lake Erie will have to wait until tonight to have their power restored. The Hydro One outage map shows dozens of power outages ranging from Port Burwell to Talbotville, south of London, and all along the 401 corridor west of us between London and Windsor. Hydro One's outage map indicated more than 13,000 customers in the town of Essex are expected to remain without power until this afternoon. The storm brought a mix of snow, ice, and freezing rain to much of southern Ontario. Luckily, in London, we escaped the storm without any major outages. We did have school closures, however, and that could be an issue for the province. Yeah, Ontario's public school boards are calling on the province to lift a moratorium on school closures and to finally complete a review of how those decisions get made. The moratorium and review started six years ago. (laughs) The previous Liberal government brought them in when it was under fire over school closures, particularly rural ones. The Ontario Public School Boards Association says since then, boards have been delicately balancing the upkeep of ageing infrastructure, shifting enrollment and financial pressures. Now they say they're facing unsustainable sustainable funding deficits. Education Minister Stephen Lecce's office did not answer questions on whether the review has been completed or if the moratorium will be lifted, but said they are not closing schools. Mitzi Hunter, who was the Liberal Education Minister who announced the moratorium, said it wasn't meant to be in place for six years. 
Let's talk money because Londoners can expect more price hikes at the grocery store, it appears. Yeah, not great news. Canada's biggest grocer is facing fresh price hikes from suppliers, signaling food inflation could continue to rise in the coming months. Galen Weston, the chairman and president of Loblaws, said yesterday they have over a thousand supplier requests for significant cost increases. The supermarket chain has come under intense scrutiny amid rising food prices, with critics suggesting the company is profiteering off inflation uh, to pad profits. Loblaws says it profits Its profits have actually declined as of late, even though its revenue rose nearly 10% compared with a year ago. Total revenue uh, was $14 billion, up from $12.8 billion in the fourth quarter of 2021. On the plus side, gas prices are down this morning. Yeah, Londoners will get a bit of a break at the pumps today. Gas prices fell by four cents overnight. You'll be charged a dollar thirty-nine point nine on average when you fill up today. Gas in London is cheaper than the national average of a dollar forty-six point nine. Today's prices are ten cents cheaper than last month, nearly twenty cents cheaper than what we were paying at this time last year, and we're just a few cents away from tying our low for twenty twenty-three. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1446, the earliest known lottery was drawn in Belgium. In 1582, Pope Gregory VIII issued a papal bull outlining his calendar reforms that adjusted the number of leap years in the Julian calendar so it did not gain three full days every 400 years. The Gregorian calendar, as it became known, is still in general use today. In 1897, Emil Berliner took out a Canadian patent on his gramophone talking machine. In 1920, a new German political party held its first meeting of importance in Munich, known as the Nazi Party. Its chief spokesperson was Adolf Hitler. In 1938, nylon was produced for the first time in Arlington, New Jersey, for use as toothbrush bristles. It also quickly became popular in women's stockings. In 1956, Queen Elizabeth authorized the coat of arms of Yukon and the Northwest Territories. In 1976, the Trudeau government unveiled its peace and security legislation. It included the abolition of hanging, increased minimum sentences for murder, stricter gun control, and wider police wiretapping powers. In 1991, the ground campaign began in the Gulf War with an Allied night attack. More than 14,000 Iraqis were captured in the first 24 hours of fighting. In 1993, Prime Minister Brian Mulroney announced he was stepping down after more than eight years in office. He said his greatest disappointment was the failure of the Meech Lake Constitutional Accord. In June, Kim Campbell won the Tory leadership and briefly served as Prime Minister. In 2002, Canada's 50-year wait for an Olympic men's hockey title ended. Joe Sackick scored twice and assisted on two other goals as Canada beat the United States 5-2 in the gold medal game in Salt Lake City. In 2005, the Ontario legislature approved same-sex legislation that extended the definitions of spouse and marriage in Ontario to include gay and lesbian couples in 73 provincial laws. In 2021, a police officer who was the first to arrive at the scene said Tiger Woods was lucky to be alive after his SUV crashed into a median and rolled over several times 
in Los Angeles. And on this day in 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a wide-ranging attack on Ukraine. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky declared martial law and urged world leaders to provide defense assistance. Happy birthday to Lana, who turns 60 today. You share a birthday with actress Deborah Jo Rupp, who turns 72. Billy Zane from the Titanic movie is 57. And Floyd Mayweather Jr. is 46.